This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to the second episode of the Ask ST at NLB podcast series brought to you by the National Library Board. The monthly talks by the Straits Times correspondents were previously held at the Central Public Library, but due to COVID-19 safe distancing measures, we are converting these sessions into a podcast series done remotely. Listen to the correspondence you follow more intimately through our podcast. Now for this episode, we have the Straits Times Senior Education Correspondent Sandra Davy and National University of Singapore Senior Deputy President and Provost Professor Ho Te Kwa. They will talk about the post-COVID-19 pandemic job market for the graduating class of 2020. Is it a crisis or opportunity? Hi, Profo. Glad to have you on our show. Hello. Hi, Sandra. Hi. As you know, as you're most well aware, uh, just three months ago, the results of the Graduate Employment Survey showed that the class of 2020 was about to enter a very strong job market. The starting salaries were up for the class of 2019 at 3600 For IT graduates, for example, the starting salaries were as high as 4400 all in, 91% of the graduates had found jobs within six months of completing their final exams. Now, just three months later, we're looking at a very different job market. We asked readers to send in questions and many of you asked, how bad is it going to get? Well, Prof Ho, would you like to weigh in here? How bad do you think it can get? Our internal data show that there are kind of two groups of graduates. First group, they have secure employment because they started the job searches before the COVID-19 outbreak. The other group who actually started job search after the outbreak, they will face significant challenges in finding employment. And this group, I would say there are three schools that we're particularly concerned about, the Faculty of Arts and Social Sciences, the Faculty of Science, and the School of Design Environment. Based on our initial data compared to last year, the yeah, greater proportion of these graduates have not secured employment yet, and they are quite nervous about it, and there are reason to be nervous about this. That's rather sobering. Yes, indeed. We are doing our very best to help them, uh, including, I was saying, traineeship that we talked about, and we will also be actually looking to other ways to help them to find job in the regular job with different employers by reaching out to the employers or so. Expanding with what Prof Ho just said, uh, there are some indicative figures and they show that the job market is really turning for the worse. Recruitment portal Indeed, for example, have said that job postings fell by 15% year on year in April. LinkedIn, we all know LinkedIn, uh, they said hiring growth has been declining since February. If you were to look at past trends, uh, as Manpower Minister Josephine Teo said, at the worst point of the 2009 global financial crisis, for every 100 job seekers, there were only 37 job vacancies. The ratio is kind of 3 to 1. It's very good. Yeah. That means one job, you have three yes. people looking for a job. Yeah. Compare that to March, where for every 100 job seekers, there were 70 job vacancies available. Now, that was already a drop from the end of 2019, where for every 100 job seekers, there were 84 openings. Now, economists that the Straits Times had interviewed recently said that they expect unemployment to spike 5% or more. 
This is from 2.3% in 2019. But having given you all these figures, I want to say not all is doom and gloom. Efforts are already on way to find places for recent graduates, many of whom have already completed your degree studies and your examinations. But one of the big efforts is the SG United Traineeships Program, where the government is committed to co-funding training allowances for up to 21,000 ITE, Polytechnic and University graduates. To date, over 1,000 organizations have come forward and they're offering over 11,000 traineeships. And this, of course, includes NUS, which is providing 800 traineeships. Now, coming up next, one of our ST readers asked about choosing between a job you have no real interest in or traineeships in sectors that you have a keen interest in. National University of Singapore's Senior Deputy President and Provost, Professor Ho Tekwa, will answer this and more readers' questions. For now, if you like the Ask ST at NLB podcast, Please subscribe to The Straits Times for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify. Give us a rating too. This series is brought to you by the National Library Board. Now back to our episode with Sandra Davy and Professor Ho Tekwa. Professor Ho, I talked about the NUS traineeships. I call them Traineeship Plus because I think NUS is offering more than just a traineeship for up to a year. Perhaps you can elaborate? Thank you, Sandra. As part of the NUS Resilient and Growth Initiative, we are offering 200 jobs in 800 traineeship positions. So far, we received over 400 job applications and over 685 traineeship applications, including from many students with high GPAs. These positions are spread across our central administration, faculty and school, research institutes, and NUS Enterprise. Let me give you two examples of a traineeship position that we're offering. The first is a traineeship position at the NUS Overseas College. The trainees will learn in this particular position project management and develop systematic processes and goals. They will have a chance to engage internal and external stakeholders and work with knowledge and data repositories. One particular feature of this traineeship position is this, that they can pursue professional certification in areas such as data science or innovation management. They will also be mentored by very senior managers from NUS overseas colleges. The second traineeship position is in our data science consulting center in the faculty of science. Trainees in this particular case will learn general consulting skills such as how to engage clients, understand their problem statements, and deliver actionable insight and recommendation. They will also learn machine learning, work on natural language processing, and deepen their skill in programming languages such as R and Python. Again, these trainees will be pursuing professional certificate in areas such as AI or data mining. They will all be mentored by a professor at the centers. Sometimes I wish I was back in NUS. I was 18 again after my junior college studies and heading to NUS because you guys are just offering such good opportunities and such interesting programs as well for students. 
I mean, I would have a hard time choosing between some of the schemes that you offer. Sandra, you're welcome to come back to take any solution <laughs> or restart the degree program one more time, either in political science or data science. Up to you to choose. <laughs> Maybe data science, perhaps political science, but I'm especially interested in your NUS Overseas College. I really no, wish you can come and join us. We will make sure that you have a year stint in Silicon Valley. <laughs> In fact, I've had the opportunity to write on the NUS Overseas Scholarship Program that Prof. Ho referred to. And uh, I would say it's one of the best programs for those who are keen on wanting to go and do their own startups or just develop a more entrepreneurial mindset, something which is very much needed post-pandemic. And I'm sure a lot of employers will be looking for that kind of a mindset. But Prof. Ho, perhaps we can tackle some of our readers' questions. Uh, Happy to do so. Happy to do so. And I think you're in a good position to answer some of the questions. But I'll take the first one, which was a question from a NUS undergrad called Miss J. She basically said uh, she's confused with the crisis that's ongoing And I'm questioning the point of having a degree when it seems that at the end of the day, it's not going to be better for me and there's little or no significance tied to it. What's your advice to current undergraduates? I would like to tackle this question because I know there's quite a few undergrads who are just completing their degrees, um, quite disheartened by the pandemic and all the talk about recession and the, the bad job market that they're going to be faced with. Actually, they should take heart in the fact that research has shown that university degree holders still fare better to non-degree holders in a recession in terms of getting jobs and getting higher salaries. Now, more importantly, they are also in a better position to take advantage of the job market when the economy is on the men. They must remember that they have acquired good skills and good knowledge in their four years of undergraduate studies, and it will enable them to go for good jobs when the economy recovers. Central, I couldn't agree with you more. Maybe I can share a piece of information. From a recent right. study produced by Georgetown Center for Education and the Workforce, on okay. average, a bachelor degree holder can expect to earn 84% more over lifetime than one with a secondary school diploma. So definitely, yes. I, I agree with you. I think they should be hopeful. And my view is this, that this is a 40 years career. They are just in the beginning. So they should remain to be optimistic. This is just a beginning. It's, it's a slow start. But if they plan it correctly, they will going to enjoy when the economic return, they'll be very successful. Okay, great. Thanks, Prof. Ho, for that. Perhaps we can move to a second question. Uh, this came from Pearl Lee, a business degree student. She didn't state which university she came from. Now, she says, I'm likely to land a graduate level job. It's not in a sector which I'm interested in. On the other hand, there are traineeships which I'm really keen on. How do I choose between the two? A job that I'm not that keen on or a traineeship which I'm very keen on. Professor Ho, I think it's right up your alley. Would you like to respond? Thank you, thank you. I, I think this is a very good question and it's also a very reasonable question. To any graduate, I would say that there are five possibilities for their next step. First, right. you get your ideal job, 
this is a job that you are passionate about and willing to work hard for, go for it. When you get the ideal job, go for it. And second is when you get a second best job. It is a job that you are not passionate about, but it's a graduate level job. It, right. it seems like this individual belongs to the second category. But I want to actually suggest three other possible options. The third one, you can apply for an NUA traineeship. This is a job that allows you to learn new things and develop professionally. Fourth, you can pursue a graduate study full-time to earn a master's degree. The fifth option will be you pursue a professional certification part-time. To me, this question is, it sounds like you're choosing between the second and third option. And my advice to you, the individual, is this, that whichever option you choose, it is critical that you make sure that it allows you to grow professionally. If the job offer you, doesn't offer you professional development, it may not be the best choice for you at this point. Uh, for the annual traineeship we are offering, we make sure that they all have mentorship and professional development opportunities. They will help to ensure yeah. that all our trainees will be competitive when the economy recovers. And here's some background sound somehow. Right. Actually, uh, Prof. your advice tallies with some of the advice I got from interviewing job experts. Asked many of them, what is the one good piece of advice that you have to give to recent graduates? And quite a few of them said, whether you are deciding on a traineeship, an internship, or taking up a master's program, go for one that will build on your skills and resume. I fully agree with that because you are in the beginning of your career. Your CV is going to be longer and longer and you have to plan it correctly so that it kind of become a programmatic kind of CV where you know what your ending point is. You're building out a CV to reach your ending point. Right. Okay, let's move on to the next question, which is from Jason Ng. And uh, Prof, if you can respond to this as well, he says he just completed his engineering degree and he's interested in starting his own business in the future. Should I wait out the recession or by taking up a master's degree? Can you respond to this, Prof? Sure, Sandra. I think the answer depends on his long-term career plan. Personally, I think you should only go for an advanced degree if you mind a job that requires a specialized skill set. It's often better to get some work experience first and have a good idea of what you are excited about before embarking on graduate study. So, I will ask them to go for it as long as you have a clear career plan in mind. Right. I tend to agree with that as well. In fact, I think working for a few years gives you a better idea of the sector and the kind of job you want to do. And then look and pick a master's degree that you will feel will help you access that sector or that field and improve your skills that are relevant to that job that you want to go for. Would you agree, Very much Prof? so. I fully agree with that. And the reason why someone will go for a master's degree is because you want to acquire a specialized skill set. And many times, right. you have to remind exactly what you want to do in the future, right. like three to five years from now. Yes, exactly. I agree. Right. Prof, can you also talk about how NUS is offering deferred payments for those who do uh, think it's the right time for them to go for a master's degree? Yeah, we actually have launched a scheme called Deferred Fee Payment for master's degree students. If they enroll now, they have three years the uh, deferring of fees, so they can have to pay back three years from now. I think it's a very attractive scheme. We allow people to do that because we understand that 
the economy is not doing well, we want you to, when you find your job, after you find your job, you have made enough income, then you start paying back your fees. All right. Now, for the last question from our reader, David De Cruz, he asked, what about those who graduated from overseas universities or private schools like SIM? Are the traineeships open to me? Let me answer this first before I pass it on to Prof Ho. To begin with, traineeships are open to overseas grads as well as those who attain their degrees to the private schools such as SIM. In fact, SIM has recently announced that it will also be providing traineeships to its graduates in the range of positions. It's also offering $1,500 grants to those taking up some of their post-grad diploma courses. Prof Ho? NUS traineeship is open to everybody every graduate within the Singapore ecosystem. We also open it to graduate coming from overseas as long as they are Singaporeans and PR. Prof Ho, uh, I want to thank you for your time and your insights too. Thank you, Sandra. I thought at the end I would like to give our graduate five pieces of advice. First, you are only at the beginning of your career. Take a long-term perspective. Ask yourself, where do I want to be five years from now? Second, Choose your next opportunity so that you bring you closer to landing your ideal job. Uh, look at your CV and ask yourself what it takes to land your ideal job and keep choosing that next opportunity that way. Third, continue to make yourself more marketable by acquiring new skill set so that you have more job opportunities. Fourth, right. develop your personal brand. It's critical to let people know who you are and what you are good at. When opportunity arises, people will think of you and contact you first. And finally, be hopeful and work very, very hard. Try, try, and then try again. Prof. excellent advice. I think it's going to be very useful for graduates coming out into the job market. Just want to add one piece of advice. Actually, I just would like to add to one of the advice that Prof. Ho gave, which is to take a long-term view and go for what you really want and what would interest you in the long term. Think long term, not short term. And don't worry so much about salaries. If you do a good job, the salaries and promotions will follow. Sandra, I fully agree with you. I just want everybody, every listener to remember this. You have 45 years of career in front of you. You're just at the beginning. So plan yourself carefully your career. And I wish you all the best in your job hunting and career development process. Well, that nicely wraps this podcast up. I would like to thank our ST readers for sending in their questions. And Professor Ho, I want to thank you again for your time and your very valuable insights. Thank you, Sandra. Well, we've come to the end of our podcast and we'd like to thank all our readers for sending in their questions. This series is brought to you by the National Library Board. Follow The Straits Times on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts apps to catch the next episode of Ask ST at NLB. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.